Hey, thank you all, and welcome to my podcast here again. It's, it's been been a few months, I know that, I know. Um, what started out as a regular podcast we were doing weekly, I just kind of make it now when it's important, when there's something. And it started getting for me to be something that when I was making a podcast, it was when something horrible was going on relatively in my life uh but not, now it's not anything like that it's not anything like that at all um i think this is a little different this time this is about life you know life man it's about life man you dig me Want <laughs> some coffee uh just just kind of getting ready for the day i'm reflecting on the year you know today is 80 degrees out very warm here in Pennsylvania. Uh, tomorrow is supposed to be a little nicer. And let's look at the weather report. Uh, let's see what we have here. I have a nice, nice new phone here. I had to get another phone, so I'm trying to get used to it. It doesn't necessarily do everything that my other phone did, and it's a little frustrating here. But uh, so yeah, I'm already screwing up here. All right, it's 80 degrees, and. Uh, Tomorrow is going to rain. So it's going to be warm, but it's going to rain, and it's just downhill from there. I <laughs> Welcome to October, right? That's up to, like, the 14th. So, yeah, that's that's what we're dealing with. I, I had to get a new phone here. I was going to tell you guys a story about this. I was up uh, – I've had this uh, – Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus I got. I love the phone. Like it's I love Samsung. I love everything after the S10. I think kind of didn't meet my approval. There were a lot of issues with it. Um the other ones. So this one was the the best phone at the time. It's like when you have that one car that you look back on in your life and you go, "You know, that was a damn nice car that I had." I wish I'd never gotten rid of it. Why did I get rid of that that Buick? I don't know. Why did I get rid of that Buick? I know everybody told me not to buy it, but that car just was me. And um, for me, I think the S10 Plus was like that. It had a decent battery. It had a lot of uh, the Google mainframe and it had like this the samsung the samsung email i just love it i just love how because when you run a business you have multiple emails the google one just doesn't work as well so i was using that and last year last year <laughs> i took it out to yellow creek on my kayak i got all these amazing pictures I've i've posted them it was this this time of year in fact and I, I took the took the kayak out, and I'm out on the lake, and there's two coves. So I go back in this one cove, and I'm thinking where it's where I launched at, and I look, and I'm like, nope, I went to Grandpa's cove instead of Grandma's, or, or vice versa, whatever it is. So I paddled back, and it started to started to sprinkle, it started to rain, and I thought, you know, if it's gonna rain, I better get back. And uh, there were these people that were coming out duck hunting or something they're on, on kayaks with guns and they had huge backpacks on and it kind of threw me for a loop because they were the kind of backpacks i take hiking but i couldn't imagine taking all that stuff with you 
to uh, hunt with. It just adds unnecessary weight, unless you're on a trip. And I thought, you know, I, I don't want to be out here where these people have guns and are shooting at things and not necessarily anything bad about it, but I, I just didn't want to be in that environment. So I took um, took my kayak and I started going back towards the shore. And if you've ever been out on Yellow Creek, you'll know that um, it's it's not the greatest place to to get in and out of. It's it's they don't maintain it very well. The roads have big potholes in them. And the whole time I'm thinking at the bottom of this hill, there's this big pothole that you could lose your car in. They've since fixed it, but I got my kayak in, had my phone on my lap because my, my Vibe kayak has like a stadium seat on it. And I had the kayak on that and the phone and I put the phone, I thought I put the phone in my pocket, but when I came in, I kind of like came in at an angle and I put the kayak on my <laughs> car and I looked up and I'm like, where's my phone? So necessarily, you know, you look in places and then it dawns on you. Oh, wow. I must have dropped my phone maybe when I brought the kayak in. So you, you walk back to the shore. The whole time you're just like in denial that you could do something this stupid. <laughs> okay. And you look and it's like, oh, wow. It's, it's out in the water somewhere. You realize at that point that it's probably not going to work anymore. It's probably not going to function properly. And so I, I took it and I, I'm looking everywhere. I, I walk out and it's all lily pads and mud and things you don't want to touch. And just, so I, I'm looking everywhere and I couldn't find it. And it's going on for like five minutes. I'm thinking to myself, you know, do I, do I just get in the car and give it up, this up as a loss? And then other things hit you. You realize how much you have on these things. And it's like, well, somebody else finds this thing. And they can get into it. They can get all of my information that I have, pretty much. So, I was like, uh, let's see what I have here. I was like a little surprised. I was like, well, reached down and I found it. Because I make these these uh, things I put my phone in. They're out of material and I waterproof them for hiking. So... It was the biggest test, I think, of all, of anything of, the, of these these uh, these little things that I put the phone in. It's like seal nylon and all that. And it actually was surprised me because the phone functioned. It, it had a water warning on it, and uh, I just put a hairdryer on it. And that's my biggest indication. The reason I'm telling this story is, is if you ever have this happen to you, what will happen is especially on the Samsung phones. I know the new one I have is even worse. Like, it's, there's not the waterproofing that there is on the casing of these. But the the Samsung phones, S10 and on, they used a different port for the C port and the charging module. So it must have got a little bit of water on that, or a little bit of uh, moisture. I, I don't know how. Being in a lake would not necessarily be... I'm, I'm laughing at it now, but at the time I was just so upset at myself, like how stupid could you be? Your uh, attempt to get away a little bit went from being this, this spiritual moment to being this, this 
cathartic self-examination of your ability to uh, be this this person that captures things in nature and brings them back to people. <laughs> this 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 all ties in, by the way. It really does on life. So my my phone started doing after about a year this thing where it would charge through the wireless, you know, the little pog thing, little like uh, hockey pig, and it would it would charge that, but it wouldn't it wouldn't when I plugged it in. In fact, it would lose power. And I I took it up to this place. I had to be on the road that day, and I woke up early, and I, I took it up to this place. Nice people. They looked at it and they says, well, "Well, we'll we'll charge you forty bucks. We'll clean out the port. You know, leave it here. Come back in about a half an hour, which which I did." And they said it's working fine. It's just you didn't have the have a Samsung plug for it, and they're, they're going on and on. And I said, just looked at them and I thought, well, you know, I always had a Samsung plug, and any other plug, it never caused me any particular problem, and I didn't agree with that. But it seemed to work. They plugged it in and said, see, look, it's fast charging. Went, okay, so I get on the road and I'm down the road about an hour, and I'm seeing that that. 80% they had it at is still at 80%. And it's it's hitting me that it's not, it, it didn't fix it. So I, I called them back and they, they assured me that they had fixed it, which, which, which they hadn't, which, you know, I can charge that phone wirelessly, but it's not practical for me in all the places I'm at, the, the situations I'm in. Uh, just just the use of data. You know, you can't trust that port to transfer data. You, you really can't do much. You're all going to say to me, "Yeah, you have the cloud and stuff like that." You're you're right, but you know, when you're when you're depending on something for so much, you you want to make sure it's working properly. So I, I I looked at it and, and I thought thought to myself you know there's always a standard I think if you would you give your let your kid have this and tell them hey you know daddy's gonna give you this phone and if you run into any problems just give me a call hope it works <laughs> no you wouldn't so I opted to get something a little different my my sister has a got me convinced on this Pixel. Pro 7, which I know the 8's coming out in a couple days, but I don't see anything that's necessarily a huge upgrade to it, so I, I said, well, yeah, and I, and I ordered it, and um, it's what I'm using right now, it's straight Google, uh, it, I hope the sound is good on it, uh, a couple, couple things I've learned I do not like, um, well, first of all, I'll say what I really like, I love the camera on it, I love that it's straight, uh, Google straight Android. Uh, it 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 holds a charge. It's good. It's really great. I've had this thing all morning and it's only at ninety two percent. But things I don't like are not deal breakers, but they're things that people need to need to think about. Like you know, um, you can't put a SD card in it. So that was always one of the biggest things for me to throw an SD card in. Throw in a one terabyte card and store everything on it that you need you don't worry about space if it runs out you just throw another card in these newer phones you can't um so that's one thing number two is the email 
that Google has, and you have so many accounts on it that I do, I will find that I delete an email from somebody, and an hour later it will come back and say it's it's a brand new email never read. So it's obviously not. The, the app has some bugs in it, the, the the Gmail one that I don't like. So, but this is all these are all things too that you know they're not a deal breaker. They're just they're just buggy. You're not you're not getting the the big Samsung phone that has all the bloatware on it, which really is what uh, a lot of it amounts to. You're not getting the ability to optimize your phone, and I don't know understand why on one phone you would would and not on the other. But oh, and the other one is uh, you take video. Okay, you take video, and you can switch on. The S10 Plus between the front and rear camera. While you're taking the video, you can pause that. I don't see that function on the Samsung, and I see that it doesn't. I mean, on the Google, I don't see that it has that function. But you know, these these are these are not deal breakers to me. I'm not a teenager in my life trying to get these phones to compete. To fit in with the crowd. They're a tool for me. Just like an old pocket knife. You got. Everything works in its own way. You have to know. How to. Use them all. Get them to function the way. You want them to function. And nothing, nothing is made perfectly. Everything is made by a human being that designs it. So if, if you find a perfect phone with a perfect knife, you're, you're out of business because you've already, you've already invented it and nobody else is going to need anything better after that. This is old man talk, you know. So... Getting to my my story here today is I got this new phone. I really love the Pixel. I really love it. I did this nighttime photography the other night. I posted some pictures. And it, it blew me away, the stars. that I can't see with my eyes that thing. Especially when you're out where there's no lighting. <laughs> it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. But what I love about this technology is I wrote my one first book on a Amazon Fire Phone, and I've mentioned that. On these, you can write your whole book on them, Microsoft Word. It's, it's crazy. It's really crazy how good the technology is getting. I love it. Um, I'm going to be getting out more, and... Uh, Getting, getting you some great, great pictures with this. I just know it. I got out yesterday. I went out in my kayak. It was one of the first times this year I have. I've taken up before. But it was one, you know, when you're out, out there in that kayak, it's so hot. And I had, had a great time, though, regardlessly. They've been draining Shawnee State Park. They drained it down about, let's say, five feet, six feet to fix the beach and do some repairs on uh, the uh, spillway. I'm thinking for the most part it was for the beach because when I went in there, I, I saw they'd, they'd put some new concrete pylons in for the 
the, the guides that tell you how, how deep it is. And every so many places along the lake, they had a wooden thing set up that I think what the, the purpose of it was, it was set up with two red buckets to show that that's where the five foot of water was when they drained it. So they're doing a lot of work on it. And I, I was really glad to see them, them fixing it up. Uh, it's one of the places I spend a lot of time at during the summer. It's a nice getaway. It's far enough from home where it's a little bit of a trip. And the beach there isn't the ocean. <laughs> it isn't Lake Erie. But it's nice. It's nice to get away and just cool off and get some sun and get your mind off things. And sit under a big oak tree. There's a big oak tree there. If you ever go there, I've written a lot of my stuff there. <laughs> you, you wonder what the process is. Right there it is. So I got out, and there's two islands out on Shawnee. And the first one is kind of a T-shaped island. And there's a place you can go back in. And the deer go out there. So it's not very deep. It's the fact it's dry up to the island right now. Showing you why that's so good of fishing in that, that certain cove. And the, the second island, it's it's, it's kind of neat. I've had times where I lost my motor or there was bad weather and there are currents between different areas of Shawnee. And my dad taught me, you know, he was a merchant marine and he learned a lot about sailing. He taught me how to read the currents. And that smaller island, it's it's only about three feet of land that sticks above the water with trees on it. And there's a real fast current that runs around it. So if you hit it just right and you can turn, you can take that current and go all the way back to where you came from. And that's, that's what, I've, what I've done over the years. And every time I go by it, I always think, man, that's a beautiful little island. I, I wish, you know, some of these cats want these big houses. I think I just, just want this little island. And the whole time that, the whole time that COVID was going on, I enjoyed these two islands. I would take my kayak up there, and I had several friends that were in the hospital, and some of them didn't make it. We talked about it at the time on a previous podcast. I would go out there, and I would just see this wild island with these superbly beautiful trees reaching over the, over the water. And I take my kayak back in there and nobody else around. I thought, you know, I could really just get away from the human race for a little bit. Find my peace and solace. And I did. So to see them drain down, that one island you can never really land on because the currents are so, so fast. And it's always kind of like... Uh, a lot of the weeping willows and things that make you where you can't get ashore. It was dry, so I went up there and looked around, looked for some arrowheads, different things. Had some, had some fun. I did a little bit of the alligator hunter character for a while. It's it a very hot day, a very, very hot day. Forgot to bring water with me. Um, made it only two, three hours tops, but but it, it was just neat to walk around and see some of the see some of the. Uh, geography shall we call it of shawnee that normally is five feet underwater um 
it's not that very old of a lake, but there's a lot of history to it with uh, General Forbes when he first went up the Allegheny Front, which is beyond that. With George Washington, you, you know, you had Braddock's defeat and General Braddock trying to take the French at Pittsburgh. And Forbes had this different view. He's like, you know, we're going to go every 20 miles and we're going to build a fort. And we're going to have a supply fort. And we're going to have it to where if we're defeated, we're not going to be running back 500 miles to Virginia. That's what Forbes' idea was, was to make these forts. So the Forbes Trail went right through there. And you had at the top of the mountain, about the Allegheny Front, you had a fort and then you had the one in Bedford and you had the one in Ligonier and there, there are a few others you know you if you drive Route 30 on that stretch you will see that it has a great amount of history because Route 30 the Lincoln Highway was the original road and you see a lot of old houses and you realize that a lot of the Revolutionary War soldiers when they couldn't pay them I believe it was Ben Franklin that had the idea he had all these great ideas. Ben Franklin was a man way beyond his time. He said, you know, we're going to, instead of paying these people, we have the main road through, we're going to give them properties. So they had vast swaths of properties they were given, farms. And through the ages, you got to where they were split up between the kids, the grandkids, the great-grandkids, and so forth, and some of them were sold. And it started these little communities. You have all these, Buckstown, you have... Uh, I'm thinking about some Stoystown, uh, Jennerstown, and so forth. One, one of them right there at the, uh, there's a YN sign company on Goldsmith Road. My uh, fourth great-grandfather, Joseph Beagley, had uh, a farm there. And it was the same story. So when I, when I go through there, I really, I really take time thinking of my family history. I think of just just the, the history of the area. And when you go and you see the roads, especially where there's a lot of rock, where they would put a thing through the wagon wheels to slide them down, There, it's actually worn into the rocks. So you're looking at history right there. And for me, it's my, my family history. So I really, I really love that. I love just taking a day and going up out there and, and enjoying that. I was looking looking today. I saw that uh, it kind of kind of makes me feel a little a little sad. Um, Chris Christopherson has been dealing with Lyme's disease. I don't know what his health is. I don't. Do I have contact? If I wanted to contact his kids, sure, sure, I do. I could I could message them. They'd probably. Uh, message me back they're very kind people but I don't ask about the things about their dad I, I know that uh, I remember my dad had illnesses he was getting up there in age that uh, it, it's just a private thing you're going through and at the, at the time when you're going through it you really can't process because you're so much in trying to uh, be there for that person but I know Chris Christopherson has dealt with 
Lyme's disease. And it's something that um, I was I was out camping this summer and I felt something on my leg and looked down and I had four deer ticks on me. They were just starting to burrow into my skin, so I got them off. And I, you know, I was very careful about limes, thinking about it. How easily that can happen. And uh, I saw there was a tick on my car, and I thought, man, this is not a place I picked the right place to camp, didn't I? But it shows you how easy it can happen to you. And I believe, I believe that uh, they said Chris caught limes from the movie Disappearances, which is one of his better surreal just fun movies i see that chris i've seen him concert twice at the palace in greensburg he's he's one of those people along with willie that's just cut from the same cloth as my dad just the most honest down-to-earth person they were uh, a lot more successful with money than my dad was but chris chris is just He's gold. He's he's. Uh, I don't mean that in the money sense. I mean that in the human sense. He's true blue, and he's he's made, done pretty well for himself. So we're looking at this, and it's talking about it's in Cowboys and Indians magazine. One of my, one of my favorites about his house, or should I say, land, Northern California, the Mendocino, Mendocino, California. I think that Willie song, Mendocino County Line. Was he, uh, him and Chris, back in another life, were they uh, outlaws? Is that why he bought that? <laughs> uh, see, see that that's just that's such a rich, rich thing. Thinking of those two guys and the characters they had, yeah, but but the real life people. And I'm I'm thinking of the real life Chris, and he's selling his farm. Um, it goes through here talking about it, showing some pictures of the old barn that dates back to the 1800s. Uh, 557 acre ranch and he bought it I believe it was 1980 um, gorgeous just absolutely gorgeous views of the coast and all these pictures of Chris it just it really it really hits in my heart because it's so him it's not you know it's not in the middle of Hollywood it's just exactly what I was talking about with, with that little island, you know, it's his little island. And if I had that kind of money, I would have something like this. So I'm really, um, is it saying it's going for 17 million? I don't think I can afford that. Wow. God bless you, Chris. You, you've, you deserve so much more. See, it really hits me because um, here's a man with that kind of money. But when you see him playing, he's retired since then. You see him playing; he's uh, just him and his guitar and his music. And what does that what does that tell you, man? What does that tell you? It's the most valuable thing in life. He's not. He's not up there wearing some fancy brand name he's wearing levi's black jean jacket and pants in fact i actually i liked his jacket so much when i saw him in concert i i actually bought one myself i, I since don't know what happened to it but it was 
really nice black jean jacket. He's wearing it in his picture. Chris Monroe's. Willie's Willie's a lot of fun. Chris Chris is always this deep deep old soul. That uh, my first this this reminds me. No wonder we must be brothers in some way. <laughs> when I first uh, got into music and writing, I, I did it as a kid. I was a lot like. Uh, it's the reason I really respect her. Young Brooklyn Summers, if you ever want to look her up. She's 13, but I was like 12, 13 myself, and I was writing songs. And uh, I'll never forget this. My brother Mark took me up to Texas, Jim Austin's camp. And he was a country music singer, and I'd heard of him. Not everybody had, for God's sakes. Him, George Jones, and them. It was, it was this kind of a thing. I was right on the coast. It was up in Erie. And... I would spend hours, it's a wonder I didn't get killed, climbing down this cliff face, finding a place where I could sit with just my pen and my paper. And what I would do at first, I'd sit there and I'd, I don't know if you want to call it meditating or what, but I put all my ego and everything I brought with me aside. I took everything I brought with me down on that cliff. And I left to decide what was just me being there. And then when I got that clarity of thought, and the songwriting process doesn't always work this way. Sometimes you may have something that's eating on you all day that you have to write it down. It's just as important. But a lot of the very spiritual poetry I've written was in this kind of a place. And that's how I learned to write effectively then I'd go back up and I'd share it with some of these old songwriters that Tex knew and they'd sit there and go where'd you find that down there <laughs> so I'm seeing the same thing here with Chris and I'm thinking you know you may have all that money god bless you you could buy that Chris but I know what you really value in life and it's your music and it's that same thing and I'm pretty sure he wrote a lot of those songs like Sea Dream. I'll be sitting in a place like that, just, just taking in that, that spiritual essence of the place and with his heart. So see, seeing him put it up for sale, I, I, uh, I don't necessarily like the sounds of that, but I uh, understand why. I hope whoever buys this property, I hope it's someone that, I don't care if they ever listen to Chris Christopherson's music. I really don't. You know, I hope they're a fan. Wouldn't it be so cool if they made it some kind of a retreat that people could go to and take it all in? But really, the, the hype of a person, and I'm not, not meaning Chris, I'm meaning any of us, Hype of a person is not in any of that. It's it's in it's in what what you find that comes from the, the soul, and that's what. 
Chris has always done. He's always been someone that wrote from the soul of something that we all resonate with. We all feel it. I'm going in the long arc with this. I'm going to think of another friend of mine. We just lost right before my birthday. And uh, we talked a little bit back and forth. I was pro wrestler, but he was really a great psychological guy. It was uh, Wyndham Rotunda. And I was talking with Brittany about it. And I, I thought about going on there, tribute they had to a lot of his other friends. But I thought, you know, it, it's something very personal to me. And I'd spoken with her. I was up in Erie for my birthday, and we were just talking about what he meant to us, what 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 he meant to us. And it's the same kind of thing with the celebrity that Wyndham has had Chris has. We didn't talk about, oh, wow, look at this great thing he wrote. or, or you know, we, we read about that. He touched our lives and, and with, with things he did because he cared. He cared and he resonated and he was just like you and I. Wyndham Rotunda. And he always said everything goes full circle. So that's, that's what we all have to kind of look at one of these days. That, you know, one of these days and this year some of the medical problems I've had, I'm very well aware that uh, as well, it, it doesn't, unfortunately, it doesn't last forever. And you wish, you wish for some people that it did because their presence is so God-given, spiritual. That's what this is all about, you know. I didn't mean to talk about my phone. My first 10 minutes was not about my phone. It was about a device. It was about something that you can turn on and off. But it's something that gives me a way to get my thoughts out there, just like I'm doing now. Material thing. And well, it's not the material that I'm talking about here because that's what I learned to process my my spirit right here. I'm talking about um, what this 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 is about. Process in the sense that uh, life in the full circle you have. Ram Das used to say that you gotta come together and you gotta leave your mind at the door don't take your mind with you and I, I I believe that because I came from a very judeo-christian background and I was I was sitting there today thinking about this I thought you know I was in Walmart which is not the <laughs> most spiritual place you don't mean to meet the people in there that uh, necessarily have your best interests at heart, <laughs> especially in the parking lot. I, I kind of laughed because I thought, you know, I bought myself something for my health and well-being. And I, I went with the, the cheaper brand because I've had some medical health problems this year. And I, I, I kind of laughed at myself. I thought, you know, I'm not 
cheap, but I've saved money, so usually because I'm buying things for other people. I laugh because I don't do that for them. I buy them the best. You know, you really have these this all this life thing all, all in the wrong perspective, Will. So I'm not talking about this as a spiritual thing, as being a religious thing. I know a lot of my, I have a lot of friends that are very spiritual people that are atheists. Thinking about all the things in life that don't go the way you want them to. You think you're going to go out and you're going to capture the beauty of nature and bring it back. And you drop your phone in a lake. You realize that I, I could lose every, everything. No, you, you, it could cause you a lot of hassles, but who was the man that launched the kayak and took the pictures? Was it you or your ego? You know? That's that's the big question in life on on that. And it took me a lot of years to figure that out. And I, I came to that realization in a very strange way. When my father had to get bypass surgery in his 80s, and they didn't think that uh, he'd make it through the surgery. We've talked about this before. It was in the middle of winter. It was February 14th. Never forget it. And he had a pet robin he'd always hand feed. And if you lived in Pennsylvania, you know you're not going to see a robin for another three months. So I was down on my faith. And I don't mean to sound like a miracle that things happen, it's magical. Because most of the time, they don't, they don't happen that way. I look out at Robin and stare me right in the eyes in a snowbank. I've never lost that. I'm not talking religion. Lost a lot of people the past few years. Just losing my uncle this past few months ago. He was a man who survived a brain aneurysm. But uh, bladder cancer, not so much. He always told me it's all in God's time and God's hands. That's that's the religion. But it's not really. God's time and God's hands means that you put your ego aside. You take your mind out of the picture. You do what you're here to do, whether it's writing a song performing it to a million people, writing a poem, a book, that a hundred years from now will be read by somebody and it'll resonate long after you don't exist. The great Masonic philosopher, I can't think of what his name was, but he wrote in the one prelude to a Bible that is speaking the Bible, but it speaks for all books. He said books, poetry and music, mainly books he was talking about, are like boats that we send down the river. Some some crash on the shore, but some make it all the way to the, the sea, long after us. 
it's the same same concept. The time my dad was sick, and a very good friend of the family standing on my porch and I, I always just it's one of my places to reflect and he came up came by and he's always a very honest person so I don't uh <laughs> I don't take it to heart but I was saying how you know I had faith that my dad's going to survive this and all these other things and Dave looked at me and he goes, you know, I always felt that until God let his, you say, but his father die. And a strange story about all this is like back in the day, his father was up at the VA hospital. He was dying. Well, my father didn't even know them at the time. But Dave's father, um, uh, Escaped from the hospital and walked out in the snow. Everybody was looking for him. My dad tracked him. My dad was happened to be there and try. I'll, I'll look for the guy too. So he tracked him and followed the footprints and saw him sitting there. And they talked about life. You know, talked about life. My dad convinced him to come back in. You know, don't 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 give up every day. What is it? My dad has written here. I have this thing on my birthday. August 28th, 2011. Three days after my dad wrote this, he passed away. It's the same, same words. My dad passed away from pancreatic cancer. And it says, today is Sunday, August 28th. Every day is a very good, good day to be alive. He wrote that on the dry erase board, and I have had that thing there for over 10 years. But my neighbor said to me, he said, you know, I quit talking to God after that. I think of how John Lennon said that God is a concept by which we measure our pain. It's very true. To some people, it might be God. To some people, it might be Buddha. To some people, it might be being a Buddha. To some people, it might be a myriad of Hindu gods and goddesses, all of which speak to something. After my father passed away, I, I kind of felt that same feeling. And I'm sure the gentleman didn't mean it, but what he had said to me resonated like his doubt and his belief was not in God. It was in that what he did, did it matter? Did it matter in all this? You know, I just walked through a cemetery of people that born in the 1760s and died in 1801. What's your belief in faith? Well, leave the mind at the door. It's the spiritual thing. What is that spiritual thing?
I think I think it's. I just had it on the tip of my tongue and it's gone. I guess you're going to have to find out one out for yourself, huh? I wouldn't do that to you. I'm not that kind of teacher. <laughs> I'm nobody's teacher. I'm just everybody else. That's the key. We're all just everybody else. Is it the phone? Is your life the phone that you dropped in the lake? Your whole ego is wrapped around it. What you have and what many millions of dollars you have. Like some of the cats I see around here. Or are you like Chris? He's looking at and always had the spirituality. Doesn't put on airs like my dad out there fishing. You love your life and it's between you and whatever you have a belief in God and more importantly, the people that you have come into contact with and touched with your life. I'm getting real wordy with this. I'm sorry about it. I'm not trying to... But I, I want to follow my thoughts to show people the process that it takes a lot of just going with your mind in these directions, the psychology of it. Um... People that you've touched with your life for the better. And the life that you leave behind. Whether there is an afterlife or whether there's not. And it's, it's sudden to me how, how quickly people can pass and how these things happen. Think of Wyndham. Recently, 36, 36 I believe he was. Got a poetry to his way of speaking. He had fun with it. It was, it was wrestling. Wait a minute here. But uh, it's my other. <laughs> Apparently, like I said, I don't know how to mute this thing. No. So. Thank you, UPS. Anyhow. He had, he had a poetry to the way he said there was theatrics to it, but really he had all the people he reached out to that were on the brink of depression and bad things happened to him. He was there for him. All the people my dad got to know, all the people Chris's poetry and songwriting has touched. The songwriters real fruit of the spirit is not in the records you have made or the books you've published it's like a phone you drop it in a lake and those pages just turn to mush you get the rain or tears on the page and the ink fades and becomes unreadable but the words that are written, they resonate, are written on some part of the human experience, the human understanding.
but if written in the right way, show you there's more than what our, we're taught in our belief systems are. We can truly be free of all that. In a sense, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in life this past year, what I've been through. I think of my uncle and I think of a lot of people. And I want to make a firm point that that's what life really is about. Go out there. Go to that beach. Doesn't have to be the one I went to. You don't have to buy Chris's farm. But if you do, can I go there and maybe write a few songs and pick up a little bit of that spirit that we all know that exists, those special places. When you find one of those places, sit down, clear your mind of everything, leave it all go, just just let let. Let nature take it. You breathe out all the garbage and you breathe in all the good stuff. And eventually that, that peace and that meaning of life will give you the words that's way more important than anything any preacher could ever tell you. It's called uh, what they used to tell us in church, which your personal relationship with God. And when you think of the God and the concept of Religions, it's it's a it's a person up there, but when you take it in a spiritual sense, you realize that every breath of your life, every experience, good and bad, everything is there to teach you something. It's not always <laughs> the greatest. Sometimes it can be downright heartbreaking. But if at the end the some total of the man is, or woman, is kindness and love, loving awareness, then you've done pretty good. There's a little bit of cowboy, new age, funk, wisdom. <laughs> so I'm going to close this podcast. I'm almost reaching an hour. I think this might be one of my longest. Wow. It's kind of, it's kind of tough and do it yourself. I... Did a few back in the day with Leah and a few other people, and doing this by myself, it's kind of a little different, you know? It's not the same format. I, I can't just take a break and let somebody else talk and feed in their thoughts. I'm stuck with my own, which isn't always a good thing. But I wanted to take the time and just suddenly you're up. So far, I tell y'all to write it down. All right. God bless y'all.